February 7th, Deuteronomy chapter 7, verses 17 through 26. If you say in your heart, These nations are greater than I, how can I dispossess them? You shall not be afraid of them, but shall remember what the Lord your God did to Pharaoh and to all Egypt, the great trials that your eyes saw, the signs, the wonders, the mighty hand, and the outstretched arm by which the Lord your God brought you out. So will the Lord your God do to all the peoples of whom you are afraid. Moreover, the Lord your God will send hornets among them until those who are left and hide themselves from you are destroyed. You shall not be in dread of them, for the Lord your God is in your midst, a great and awesome God. The Lord your God will clear away these nations before you, little by little. You may not make an end of them at once, lest the wild beasts grow too numerous for you. But the Lord your God will give them over to you and throw them into great confusion until they are destroyed. And he will give their kings into your hand, and you shall make their name perish from under heaven. No one shall be able to stand against you until you have destroyed them. The carved images of their gods you shall burn with fire. You shall not covet the silver or the gold that is on them, or take them for yourselves, lest you be ensnared by it, for it is an abomination to the Lord your God. And you shall not bring an abominable thing into your house and become devoted to destruction like it. You shall utterly detest and abhor it, for it is devoted to destruction. Defeating Fear, Jason S. DeRoshi. The Lord called Israel to devote to complete destruction the nations inhabiting the Promised Land. These pagans and their wares would easily become snares to Israel, turning them from God and making them his enemy. Failure to overcome obstacles to God-centered living is a serious and dangerous offense against the Lord who deserves all our love. In this passage, the new generation of Israelites is facing the same greater and taller people who had terrorized their parents, and Moses anticipates that some in his audience will fear defeat. Moses calls for a fearless attack and clarifies the nature and reason for boldness. First, a valiant assault starts by recalling God's past grace and his future promises. For Israel, this meant remembering 1. How Yahweh saved them by defeating the greatest earthly power, and 2. That he who freed them from both shackles and flood in Egypt would certainly secure victory for them over their present lesser foes. The Old Covenant pattern of redemption and provision finds its climax in Christ, in whom every promise is now yes for Christians. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20. He who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? Romans chapter 8 verse 32. Second, we gain confidence in battle from knowing that our God who is with us and for us is both able and willing to fight victoriously. Israel's present help was a great and awesome God and he would clear away these nations. 
While victory would not come immediately, it would be complete, for Yahweh would fight for them. Like Israel, Christians must believe that the great and awesome God exists and that He rewards all who earnestly seek Him. Faith in God fuels courage. Christians stand in a different redemptive period than Moses. Physical wars are not part of the church's mission. This is because Christ's kingdom is not yet of this world, and it expands spiritually through suffering, not by a sword, and by preaching, not by a pistol. Nevertheless, Christians are engaged in a spiritual battle against the same enemy forces that derailed both the Canaanites and the Israelites, and we move ahead confident that Christ is greater and has already triumphed. Faith in God's faithfulness helps defeat our fears. Thank you.